Welcome to Impact Church Podcast. Glad to have you again. I'm Pastor Carl. We're still in our I'm Ready series, and I'm ready. I hope you're ready. But one of the most important things about being ready is understanding the power of community. We're going to talk about that right now. Here we go. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Praise Jesus. So, wow, aren't you glad you made it in just before we go into the next shutdown here? Oh, my goodness. Man, I tell you, I'm glad I made it. And there's nothing like just being in the house, you know. It's You guys did good today. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you guys were desperate to do some shouting and praising. I mean, boy. Man, I tell you, only 15%, but they did a good job. So, Father, we love you. We bless you. So, we're going to jump in quickly. going to carry on with our I'm Ready series. Are you ready? I hope you're ready, man. I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready. We actually, we the building, of course, is sold. It's closing right now in a few weeks. And so we're leasing it back from the purchasers. And we're going to be here till the end of August. But we have also put a check, a deposit down on a, a new facility. And it is the one we showed you the last time that the deal fell apart, but the deal's back again. So it's worked out where it's back again. And so uh, it looks like we are going to relocate to uh, 1200 Commissioner Street over there uh, at the end of August. So there's going to be a lot of work to do. I'm almost a little hesitant because the lease, all the agreement has been made. The actual lease that they're sending to us is coming this week and our lawyers are going to look at it. But uh, for all intents and purposes, we are done. So so uh, it's going to be fun. How many are you looking forward to that? I, I just feel like we're set up for a really amazing season. I feel like we're going to open up when everything opens up, and we're going to open up with a bang, and we're going to we're going to tilt the world. We're just gonna, we're going to make a, a massive crater of God's glory, so that the whole world there's a massive indent, so that people can't even help themselves. They're just going to fall into the goodness of God at Impact Church. Anybody who's just wandered down the street and falls down, they'll roll right to our doors. And they're going to meet a wonderful Savior who loves them. And uh, I am so excited about what we're doing. I've never felt so prepared as a congregation to do something great. And I just love our community. I love you folks. I love what's going on. I love the way we've stewarded a pandemic. I love the way we've stewarded going through this as a community. What a beautiful group of people. And uh, I'm honored to serve you in a big, big way. So Psalm 57, that's where we're at. The power of community. As Zach talked about community in his offering. We don't talk about community. There's power in community. And, and Psalm 57, camp around there, read it, meditate on it. Because this psalm, it's a prayer. If you your translation of the Bible, depending on which one you have, there is a title in the scriptures. There's a title in the psalm. And it's a prayer for safety from enemies. It's a prayer of safety for enemies, from enemies. It's to the chief musician, and he says, do it to the, to the, to the tune of do not destroy. So there's a hymn that they always sung, and they all knew what it was. Just like we just sang, I'm going to see a victory, I see victory. He said, to that tune, sing this song. So he had a specific, you know, soundtrack that he wanted to back up this psalm. And it's a miktam. A miktam means this psalm was considered to them, it's stamped gold. This is, this is a good one. This is, this is one of David's greatest hits. So this is a very, very important psalm to the, to the Jewish people. It's a psalm of David when, and it, here's what it says. It says, when he fled from Saul into the cave. Say cave. You know, I tell you, we go to these lockdowns, you're stuck and can't visit anybody. Nobody can visit you. And you just got to stay with your own little group of people. Sometimes you just feel like we're in a cave. We're back to the cave. But you see, here was David running from Saul, who he loved. He said, Saul, my father, my heart is nailed to you. And he loved Saul. And yet Saul knew that he'd been rejected. And Saul knew that David was to be the next king. Saul knew that the prophet said, I've rejected you and your family. And I've chosen someone after my own heart. And Saul just just did not like 
that anointing on David and he wanted to kill it. What I love about Saul's son Jonathan is Jonathan knew the story as well. And even though Jonathan, who would have been next in line as king, he said, you will be king and I will serve you. What a beautiful attitude he had. I want to meet him when I get to heaven, don't you? Hey, he didn't hang on and say, it's mine, you dog. But you know, he, he said, I'm going to serve you, David. If God has chosen you, if God has chosen you and rejected my family line, then I'm going to follow what God's doing. And if he's anointed you, I'm going to serve you because that's where the flow is. What a beautiful, beautiful attitude. I mean, way too much selfishness in the world, but you study Jonathan, you find somebody who understands how to serve the purpose of God. All right. Hey, that was good right there. Just throwing some stuff in. All right. So the first verse says, be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me for my soul trusts in you. This is awful. Somebody I deeply love. I mean, my father, my spiritual father is chasing after me with a whole army and he wants to kill me. I mean, I mean be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful. Hello, has anybody been in a bad situation? I mean, you, got, you don't just read the psalm. Read the whole story behind it. Here's a guy who's desperate for his life, and he's not being chased by some ruthless enemy. He's being chased by his spiritual father. This is devastating. The person I've aligned my heart with is, wants to kill me. You've got to believe this is going to be, you're not fearing just for life. You're broken. Your heart is broken. I mean, your insides are ripped out, and you're in a cave. And you're saying, oh God, be merciful to me. Be merciful to me. Is everybody okay? Yeah. All right, good, good. Be merciful to me, oh God. Be merciful. My soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I make my refuge. So at a time like that, what do you do? He might have been in a cave, but where he really was in the spirit was he put himself under the shadow of God's wings. He drew very, very close to God. And he said, I am literally going to push all of this on you. And I'm going to say, I'm trusting you with the whole thing. You know, there's a lot of times when you feel like there's injustice, you feel like, well, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight. But you see, here with this injustice, he said, I'm going to get under the shadow of God's wings. And where this injustice is being manifest, I'm going to push it back on the Lord. And I'm going to believe that he's going to fight every battle. And my outcome, if I trust him, is going to be victory. Do you really trust him? Are you willing to trust that he'll really do it? Are you willing to trust that just, just this, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. Are, are you really willing to make the Lord your dwelling place and trust that he's going to work out your situation for you? Or are you going to take it in your hands and use carnal weapons to fight everything with the weapons of this world? It says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty to the tearing down of strongholds. And you see, waiting on God is not inactivity. Leaning on God is not inactivity. Putting all your trust in God isn't, you know, being apathetic. Trusting is God is saying, I know that if I push this back on God, the most heavenly, beautiful, willful, good result will take place. And I'm not going to take this in my own hands. For those who were paying attention, that was a good place to pitter-pat, pitter-pat. All right, all right. So, he, I love Psalm 91.1. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, abides under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my God, in him will I trust. Four names of God there. But he's talking about waiting on God, pressing into God. And those who do that, it says no evil will come near your tent. And it says you will prosper and you'll be blessed. You know, it, it is such a discipline to trust. It is such a discipline to wait. But waiting on God is not inactivity. Waiting on God is how you receive the victory. Kingdom's a little bit different, isn't it? I mean, people who pick on me, I want to pick on them. People who give me lip, I say, you want to give lip? I'm Captain Lip. But you know, you got to push back. You got to go, I'm not going to get into a fleshly struggle here. 
I'm going to trust the Lord. The Lord has a plan. We sing the song, the battle is the Lord's, but then we go out and fight with everything we have. Do you really trust him? Do you trust him to bring it about in your life? And if you do do anything, only do it because the Holy Spirit told you to. Hallelujah. Very good. All right. Psalm 57, 7. My heart is fixed. Said Gracie came in today. And when she came in to the office this morning, she walked and said, Pastor Carl, I remember what you said last week. And I loved it. I said, what did I say last week? She said, she said, you said, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. And I said, man, if that's what you heard, that's good. Because <laughs> that's what I was saying. My heart is fixed. Oh God. And I love the flow of that. Don't you? My heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. You know, that word fixed is the word cool. And the word kun means to be firm, to be stable, to be established, to be ready, to be prepared. And I feel ready. I feel prepared. Even though, you know what? It looks like we're in a cave. It looks like we're hunkered down into a difficult place. I've never felt so ready to release the purpose and power of God in my life. I've never felt so prepared and positioned to do something extraordinary than right now. Hey, that's why I said we got to preach a sermon series called, I'm ready! I want everybody, did you get blessed by that a little bit? Did anybody? Yeah, I tell you, I did. I, I went and watched it three more times. It's good. I'm ready. So in the message it says, here's what the same verse, 57, 7 says, I'm ready, God's so ready. I'm ready head to toe. I'm ready, ready to sing, ready to raise a tune. That was good. I had tracer bullets with that one. <laughs> I'm ready to raise a tune. You know, next week, you got to be here. A little commercial for next week. Next week, I'm preaching with George. George and I are going to tag team because right here it says I'm ready to sing a tune so George is going to tell us why a tune why a song is so tied to your readiness why a song a tune is so important why worship is such an integral part why why a song is such a big big part of being ready it's a big big part of you realizing your future why why am I ready to sing what, what do you mean I'm ready to sing you know you mean I'm ready to possess I'm ready to yeah well you know what singing is possessing singing is breaking through. I don't want to give it to you today. I don't, I don't want to take George's thunder, but I'm just giving you a commercial. Going to be some good. Say, come on. Send George some texts all week. Send him emails. Say, I can't wait, George. In fact, tell him right now, I can't wait, George. Yeah. Did you hear that, George? Last week we talked about Paul. I mean, Paul said he knew he's going to go in chains. He knew he's going to be persecuted. He knew he's going to get beaten and go through hardship. But here's what he said in the face of difficulties. Here's what he said in the face of the government shutting us down and saying you can only have 10 people in the room. Here's what he said. He said, none of these things move me. None of these things move me. He said, I do not count my life dear so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry I received from the Lord, which is to testify of the gospel of his grace, the grace of God. Amen. So you know, I'm not moved by any of this stuff because I know I am steadfast. I know what God's called me to do. COVID or no COVID, shutdown or no shutdown, sunny skies or rainy days. I know exactly what God's called me to do. And I'm going to finish my race with joy. None of these things move me? What are the things you're facing? I don't know. Your things ain't my things. You might think my things are nothing. Well, they're big things to me. But whatever things you're going through, you got to tell your things, you shall not move me. None of these things move me. None of these things move me. None of the, I will not be distracted. I will not lose my passion. I will not lose my zeal. I am ready. ready. 
All right, that was a little recap. Are you okay? I got five minutes to give you some new stuff. All right, First Samuel 22. This is David. Now, this is the history behind the psalm. This is, this is where you read about the time when he wrote it. What was going on in your life when you wrote that song, David? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here it is. David, therefore, departed there, and he escaped to the cave of Adulam. Adulam, Adulam. The emphasis is on the lamb. And everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented, gathered to him, so he became captain over them. Sounds like pastoring. Yes. You know, what I love about this, here's David, he's in distress, he's brokenhearted, he's running for his life, and who's joining him? Who's coming over to help him? Everybody who's just as miserable as he is. I'm like, Lord, could you send me a couple of winners? You know, I mean, what's going on here? But you know what? I don't think it was really people who are losers. I think it was people who were also experiencing the rule of Saul. They were experiencing the reign of Saul. There were people who were so frustrated. They were exhausted. They were tired. Right now, there's the rule of Saul. There's the rule of a nasty king. Right now, our world is being impacted by the devil and his nasty scourge of COVID. He's breaking people's lives down. People are going from frustration to frustration, but they're there is a king. There is a king. And you know, you may have to come to that king. And you know, we may come to him discouraged, discomforted, in debt, and frustrated. But I tell you, all these people came to that cave and they aligned themselves with David and something began to shake. And I'm prophesying to you right now, we're coming out of this. We're going to set ourselves up in a big, bold, beautiful spot. We're going to advertise everywhere. We're back. And we're going to manifest that whatever that nasty king did to you, there is a king. There is a king of glory. There is a king of righteousness, Jesus. And he's going to win big. And he's going to turn these broken people into an army of God's power and purpose. And we're going to see a harvest like we've never seen before. And we're going to see a wonderful manifestation of his glory. Signs, wonders, miracles like you've never, ever seen are going to come in a big, big way. Are you ready? I tell you, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. So, so listen, David uh, therefore departed, he went to Adullam. Adullam, here's what it means. It means justice of the people. Where did David go? David went and he dwelt in and he fixed himself in a place called justice of the people. And everybody who needed justice, they came to David in that cave. And in that cave, they confessed, God, have mercy on us. And God, we absolutely trust you. And when they came to that place of justice of the people, people were set free, people were delivered, and their lives were turned around. Not justice for the people, but he is the justice of the people. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Can I get an amen from you folks online? I got to follow my red dots. It's that camera over there. Can I get an amen? Fantastic. Heard a few of you people shouting there. In a time of trouble, David went and made God his refuge and dwelling place. And there, in that place, justice of the people, justice of the people was manifest. First Chronicles 12, 22. You can go and you can look at, at this story and what happened in the season of David's life. But all these people were added to him. Now look what it says in verse 22. It says, for at that time, they came to David day by day to help him. And at that time, they came to impact day by day to help us. And at that time, at this time, you will look back historically on this time, like we're looking back on the season in David's life. You'll look back historically on this time, and you'll see a season where God was working for good, where God was laying tracks. He was touching people's hearts and lives, and he's preparing us for a season of unbelievable breakthrough and blessing. 
But at that time, day by day, people came to help. Day by day, people came to help until it was a great army like the army of God. Discouraged, discontented, and in debt. And they became the army of God. Kind of reminds me of something. Transforming lives to impact their world. Ha. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. That was good. Adulam, justice of the people. A great group of people like the army of God. David's mighty man. I mean, you go look at David's mighty man. You know, how many people were killing giants before David did it? Nobody. But after David did it, all kinds of people started killing giants. All of a sudden, people were hopeless and despair and broken. They attached themselves with David and that anointed one. And we're attaching ourselves with our David, the, the, the son of David. We're attaching ourselves with him. And what anointing do we have? We want Pastor Carl's anointing. <laughs> Don't go that low. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. I got the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. I got the anointing of the Most High. And that's what we're aligned with. That's what we're hooked up with. We're hooked up with that anointing. And you see, all these men, it describes these people. It describes what they were doing. I mean, these guys were amazing. One guy stood in a field with a spear and killed 3,000 or 300 Philistines with that one spear. And I love, right under it, it says, he did that. Right under it, it says, and the Lord won a great victory that day. I was like, well, the dude stood in the field. I think he had a little to do with it. But no, it says, and the Lord won a great victory. You know what has to happen for the Lord to win great victories? Somebody to stand in their field and say to the enemy, that's enough. That's all that has to happen. Right? Because I'm going to see your victory. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. So me against the multitude with the anointing of Christ, I am a majority no matter what the size of the army that's against me. All right, settle down. Settle down, please. I've got to go quickly. All right. So David's mighty man. I mean, and look at it says in, in 1 Chronicles 11:10 it says, "Now these were the heads of the mighty man of David who strengthened themselves with him, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom." Isn't that good? Who strengthened themselves with him. See, there's something about community. Can you say community? There's something about us coming together and knitting our hearts together. And my heart is fixed on God. I'm ready. When you got a whole community of people saying, my heart is fixed. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. When you got a community like that, what could we do? Is there anything too hard for a group of people that would so totally unite themselves and commit themselves to trusting him. Is there anything we couldn't do? I'm telling you, it's so true. And that's why the power of community is such a big deal. And that's what David manifests with these mighty men. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4 says, Blessed be the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, the God of all comfort, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves have been comforted. Did you follow that? The God of all comfort has comforted you in any tribulation. There's not any struggle, any difficulty. Same word, tribulation and trouble. Same word in the Greek. But there's not a single struggle that you've been through that God can't comfort you in. The God of all comfort can bring you through anything. But here's the rub. You ready? The reason he comforts you with all comfort is so that then you can comfort others with the comfort that you've been comforted with. Yeah. 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 
is good. It's right there in the Bible. <laughs> it's good. He's the God of all comfort. And here's what. How many have had some comfort? How many have experienced God just blessing your life? How many experienced God invading difficulties and lifting you up? You know, he didn't do that just to lift you up. He did that so that you could be a dispenser. The one who did that for you. I love that. It says that so that he can, he can, you now may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. In any trouble. I've been comforted by God. Why was I comforted by God? So that with that same comfort, I can comfort every, anybody in any problem with the comfort of God. How set up are we with good news? How set up are we with good news? You know, I want to tell you something. The church saved me. The church saved me. I don't know, Jesus saved you. He did. But if there wasn't a church, if there wasn't a, a seeable, touchable uh, manifestation of God, I don't know if I'd have made it. Because I went through some really bad situations in my life, and it was, it was because people, prompted by God, filled with the Holy Spirit, walked into my world when I felt like I am a loser, I don't deserve to live, I am so miserable, look what I've done with my life, I'm a disappointment to everybody who knows me, I can't believe I've wrecked myself like this, and suddenly people walked in. My cousin Pam and Tim, they walked in, they said, you are lovely, you are wonderful, you are approved, you are of value. And I'm like screaming inside, I'm really not. Like you have no idea what's going on. What you've seen is one thing, you should see what's going on in my head. It's just, it's so bad. And they're going, you are wonderful, you are lovely, you are valued. And they kept on telling me, you're going to minister the word of God. I'm like, are you kidding? I've just totally screwed up. Who would ever listen to an idiot like me? You are going to minister the word of God. You are going to stand before a multitude. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You people are crazy. But they made it their mission to see because it says, I see no man after the flesh, but after Christ. They didn't see my failure. They didn't see my downfalls. They didn't see my faults. They didn't see anything except they saw the anointing. They saw Christ in me, the hope of glory. And they spoke to that and they called it into manifestation. Hey, any happy people over here? You keep a watch. Make sure they're clapping and they're happy. Dolores, you're doing a good job. I've been watching, but you. I tell you, the church saved me. Tell you, my parents, when I was a massive disappointment, they still prayed for me. When I was a massive disappointment, they still cared for me. They never rejected me. They never booted me out. They never said, you loser. They continued to pray for me. When I thought, surely those things when I was a kid, those things that were prophesied over me must be rubbish. My mom said, there's not a word from God that's without power to bring it to pass. No matter how hard you rail against it, son, God is for you. And I'm committed to that word over your life. And I'm war in a warfare with that word, and you shall be everything God's called you to be. I had people just would not let me go. I had Pastor Stanley. He was my pastor. I just had such a miserable life, and I'd show up at church, and, and he'd speak into my life. And I thought, just let me sit in the back row. I, I'm not even worthy to be in church. And he, he'd say, come up here, Carl, come. And he'd say, come, with, come, come with me, Carl. He'd take me places. He'd, he'd drag me into things. And he'd say, Carl, and he'd keep speaking over my life said Carl Carl you're a man of God that's why I'm here in this city is because Pastor Stanley kept calling me at Bible school come to London come to London and I'd come to London I'd preach on Sunday for him and then he'd drive me around the city isn't this beautiful you need to be here you need to pastor here you need to be here when we moved into this building and everything was falling apart and the world was shaking down, a guy from Australia, a guy named Joe Bowes, he was with my parents. My parents said, my son's doing something crazy. He's buying a big warehouse, going to do a church down there. And he said, sounds crazy to me. Where is he? I want to pray for him. 
and he drove through a snowstorm. A guy from Australia drove through a snowstorm. I'd never met him before. He comes and he preaches and says, good enough, Carl, come with me. And he sat at Kelsey's on Wellington Street and he sat there in a booth with me and he says, Carl, you've got to do it. There's a call of God on your life. The anointing's all over you. Don't let anything stop you. And he says, when everybody else was saying, you're crazy, you're nuts, you can't do it. My own national board had voted against the whole thing. And I was like, God, what's going on in my life? And this guy said, don't let anything stop you. Times I wanted to quit. Times a pastor in this church got frustrated. Too many emails. Ah! I told Bill Hermiston, I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I can't take it anymore. Bill said, that's rubbish. You're going to do it. You're going to make it. We're going to do this, Carl. I thank God for people in this room that when I've been at miserable spots in my life, they've come alongside of me and said, we're going to see this, Carl. We're going to see this, Carl. When you've had things in your heart break and you go through difficulties yeah Jesus saves me yes Jesus loves me but I'm so glad that he wraps himself in earth suits like you and he calls me he emails me he walks into my life and he says everything's gonna be okay community is a big deal and there's massive power in community and a whole lot of broken people went to the cave justice of the people and they came to that place and they got the justice of God and they were absolutely set free and their hearts were knit together and they became an army of God and David's kingdom became established and flooded but it happened because a whole lot of people knit their hearts together in a purpose can I get a hallelujah all right I gotta wrap it up I gotta wrap it up I gotta wrap it up I'm wrapping it up right now you ready just gonna read this right here Titus 3 1 to 8 just reading it really fast Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities and to obey, to be ready. Say to be ready. To be ready for every good work. To be ready to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. This was Paul giving instructions to Titus because they were just starting the church in Crete, a horrible place. But he said, for we ourselves, listen, listen, this, this is important. For we ourselves, we were once foolish, disobedient, disobedient. You know, never forget that you were a mess once. Huh? Don't forget that. You were a mess once, but you know what? It's God who's changed our lives. Our Savior, toward the Savior toward man, he appeared. And it's not our righteousness that we have done. It's according to his mercy he saved us through the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. He poured out abundantly on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, having been justified by his grace that we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good. And profitable to men to be ready for every good work and what prepares you to be ready for good work an understanding that he saved you that he washed you that he has made you righteous it's not your works that didn't do it he did it he's the one who did it. it's the washing rebirth renewal of the Holy Spirit that sets you where you are you need to have a strong revelation of that every every day because good works that come from any other place are not from him but your good works have to flow out of the redeemed revelation of a God who has given you a brand new heart and changed your life are you ready all right. I want to show you. I got one last point, but it's on a video, and I want you to see this video. All right. So this is my final illustration. Can you pop that up for me, my wonderful media team? Let's see what happens. Did I not give you a big enough heads up? or? You're going to play that video now for me. Oh, sorry, did I? Yeah, yeah, right now. Ray and Sue, you're going to be so missed. 
You have made the media team and deaconing so much fun and such an enjoy, a joy to serve. And we wish you all the best in the future. And we love you and we're going to miss you tremendously. Thanks, Sue, for all your help. Yes. Good luck in the future. Hi, Ray and Sue. I uh, just want to wish you guys the best on your move. And I want to thank you for all the help you've given us and uh, the whole media team uh, through these transitions that we've been going through and getting us set up every Sunday. Take care, guys. Hey, Sue and Ray. We're going to miss you guys a lot. You've been a big blessing, but I hope this next season is filled with a lot of rest and so much joy. Hopefully, we'll see you guys around. Hi, Sue and Ray. We just want to say that we love you. Have so much fun on the next stage of your life. We are going to miss you. And Sue, you've been such an incredible blessing to me. And I've been denying you leaving for quite some time, but um, it's bittersweet. Um, we'll miss you. And I'm also excited for you. I know that God has great things for you, has called you to do amazing things. And you've been such a blessing to us and our family. So have fun. We love you. Bye. Hey, Ray and Sue, it is sucky that you got to go, but we know that you're going to be blessed no matter what. We just pray the richest measure of the divine presence over your life. Blessings, guys. Thanks for serving with us. Ray and Sue, there's no easy way to say goodbye. The unique contributions in which you both made to the church cannot be replaced or duplicated. My prayer for you both is that you both thrive in the season ahead for you. I'd like to leave with you uh, an ancient Jewish blessing given to us in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May God richly bless you. Hey, Sue and Ray, this is me and this is Cheryl. her. Oh, I'm not supposed to say her, I'm supposed to say your name. This is Cheryl, in case you forgot. Hey, greetings from Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, City of God. We're so excited for you and Ray and your retirement and just want to thank you so much uh, for all of your help, especially because you know that I am media illiterate and you are the whiz-bang, you're the queen of media. And we just want to thank you for all the help that you've given us over here at Impact Church in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia. Enjoy your retirement and don't eat too many french fries and don't do too much fishing up there, Ray, but I know you will. Enjoy your time. Sue, thank you for everything you've done. You've been a huge blessing, especially in reminding me to send you the notes and everything you've done. Thank you. We're going to miss you at staff meeting, but we're so happy for you guys. Happy retirement. Blessings. Are we retiring soon? No. <laughs> Shoot. See ya. Hello. Ray and Sue, I want to say goodbye because you're just leaving and I don't like that, but it's okay. Um, so we're going to miss you and you guys have fun on your adventures to Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie. It even sounds nice. Okay. Goodbye. Hey, Sue, Ray. I just wanted to say bless you guys, and uh, I'm really excited for you guys and, and what you got next. And I uh, just wanted to tell you, too, you know what? It's been really good to, to know you guys and Sue to work with you. And, I mean, Ray, every Sunday, man, I mean, coming into church and seeing you there in the hallway, it just everything's going to be okay because Ray's here, and you're just a really awesome dude, a real faithful guy, a real uh, picture of consistency. And, and, Sue, I'm thinking you should really be proud of what you've done and what you've been able to pull off and the way you've run the media 
media team and stuff. And really going to miss you. It's been a lot of fun to work with you guys, but bless you. Really excited for what's going on next in your world. Hi, Ray and Sue. It's Gordon Pat here. We're sorry to see you go. That's a certainty, but we know wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you will be a blessing and you will be blessed. We're going to miss you. We love you and we thank you for all the time that we spent together. Wishing you all the best as you make your move. A new home in Thunder Bay. We'll miss you, but want you to know we'll be praying for you. Enjoy the family. Bye for now. Bye now. Hey, Ray and Sue. Congratulations on your guys' early retirement or semi-retirement. But uh, have fun on this next chapter of your life. You guys deserve it. It's been nice getting to know you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you around sometime. Ciao. Hi, Ray. Hi, Sue. You guys are not just fellow church members, not just co-workers, but you guys are truly family. And I'm going to miss you so very much. But I'm so extremely happy for you and praying for all of your dreams to come true. Hey, Ray and Sue, wishing you guys all the best. Uh, safe travels. We're, uh, we're certainly going to miss you. Had a lot of fun getting to know you guys over these few years and spend time with you and connect and uh we pray God's blessing upon you as you go. And his very best for you in Jesus' name. We just thank you for all the work that you've done at Impact and that how you've impacted other people's lives as you served. So we just thank you for that and we wish you all the best. Especially ours. Amen. Ray and Sue, it's been a pleasure getting to know you guys and working together with you. Love you guys. Sue and Ray, thank you for everything. We're going to miss you. I hope you have the best time. Bye. Ray and Sue, we just want to celebrate you today. You guys are the best servants that I know. You've probably been at everything that Impact has ever done, and I want to thank you for that. So, as you go north, we just wish you all the best. God bless you. Don't be afraid to set up Impact Sue St. Marie. Love you guys. Sue, Ray, thanks for everything. I'm going to miss you both. All the best to you is up north. Now, most Sunday mornings, I walk through those doors. They come right over here, and I walk into my office. But before I go into my office, I stop because there's always somebody sitting right here in this here chair, this here chair. And, you know, that's Ray Hurley. And, you know, Ray is probably a guy I haven't had as many long conversations with as other people in the last several years. But it is somebody who has communicated to me more than anybody I know the commitment and the value of the relationship and the commitment to the vision that we share together here at Impact Church. And Ray's never done it with words, but he's done it with just his constant support, his, his consistency. And there's things around here. His handprint is all over this building. And he's just done so much to support me personally and support the vision of this house. And uh, man, I'm going to miss not walking in those doors and seeing Ray going, good morning. And it's just uh, going to miss Ray a whole bunch and you know sue been on staff with us for several years now and sue uh, really embraced a very challenging situation for us that got really challenging when the covid hit because we suddenly had to go online and so much of what she cared for and took care of just went got jacked up to the nth degree but you know she tackled everything there's a few times she said i think this might be a bit too much for me but you know what she pushed through and really has always done her very best to do things with excellence and uh, such a fun
fun person to have on staff and wow i mean we're gonna miss sue and when you put that package together i mean sue and ray and just what they've done for us over the years wow it's gonna leave a big hole don't you think pastor cheryl sure will we love you with all of our hearts yeah so you know i'm gonna miss seeing the guy in the chair every sunday for years so wow but we're so happy for you Mm -hmm. and we're happy because you get to get up there and fishing and hunting and hanging out with the grandkids and i just know this next step in your life it's going to be so exciting i believe i believe there's just rich deposits that you've imparted to us but things you've uh, been imparted to you that you're going to see manifest and realize in the days to come so love you bunches love you bunches thank you so much and all the very very best going forward in jesus name Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. I don't know if you're going to Thunder Bay or Sault Ste. Marie. I hope you figure it out. (laughs) Come on up here. I got a microphone over here. Come on up. Come on. Give him a standing ovation. Come on. I know there's so many of you who would have wanted to send a video and all that, but I, I knew the service... We'd be here till 3 o'clock in the afternoon if everybody sent us a video. And uh, I know Joseph's got in a little late and he insisted on having his in the pre-show. And he did a really good job with that. But uh, I hope you know that's just a a little wedge of the gratitude. Oh, oh, yeah, for you. Man. I could go on and on. I mean, you just watched things that I was doing. You said, I can do that. And you guys just constantly just said, what can we take from Pastor Carl? What can we get off his hands so that he can do what he's supposed to do? And nobody, I've had no one. Like Paul said to Timothy, I've no one like him. I've no one like him. And uh, you guys have been such a blessing. Pastor Cheryl's doing nursery. (laughs) Uh, But we love you guys so much. And uh, we're going to miss you so much. And, uh, but I'm so happy for you at the same time. And that's why I had to preach a sermon on I'm ready because there's, there's room now for people to do a whole bunch of stuff. And I hope everybody's going to get ready. But go ahead. Why don't you share something with the folks? It's kind of hard after all that. <laughs> um, I just um, really am grateful. I'm really grateful for the experience here, um, for how pastors um, mentored us in the beginning, like nine years ago, it was more than that even, we've been here for 12. (laughs) Um, But the mentoring that we went through here in the first three years we were here uh, really set me up for doing what I was able to do here. Um, and they gave me the opportunity to step into media, which just really took off for me. Um, I'm a techie person and it just really fit my life. And uh, I just grew in the whole sound booth area. And I I have to say, as much as I might have taught some people up there hey, to- Hey Sue, just come slide over this way so Sorry. we get you in the light. Keep oh, coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. <laughs> 
That's um, probably better. As now much we'll just, as we'll I get a camera to follow you now. Oh, there we okay. go. <laughs> as much as I may have taught um, people on the media team here, they've taught me a lot more. Um, I've learned how to operate in relationships, how to flow with people, how to flow with staff and pastors. and That's rough right there, I'll tell you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's just been a great learning experience and we're leaving with life skills and um, having grown spiritually and having developed um, amazing skills here that I can take with me anywhere. Um, so I just want the media team to know how blessed I've been to work with you and uh, I'll just take a lot of really great lessons with me of, of how we've grown together. Um, so just keep up your good work and uh, keep knowing that you're touching a lot of lives out there with True. everything that you do and it's not just one person, it's the whole team, whole sound booth of people that makes this all happen and is able to put a message out on the internet every single week that can touch anyone anywhere across the world. So thank you for everything. God bless you, girl. Oh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a real blessing uh, serving this whole uh, church body, even the pastors and the leadership. You know, we can't, uh, I can't explain just how grateful I am just for being able to be put in this position. I've been blessed, truly, and uh, we're not gone forever. Like, we usually go down there for vacation, now we'll come back here. here. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, uh, with social media, we will be getting in on small groups still and uh, continuing to stay in touch that way. And uh, yeah, I imagine Sue will micromanage the crew back there. <laughs> She'll keep an eye on them. But uh, yeah, I've been truly blessed and made a lot of friends, which has turned into family. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are going to miss you all greatly. And uh, thank you very much for everything. We are truly blessed. Mm -hmm. Is that it, Sue? You got anything else to throw in there? You're all right? No? That's good? <laughs> No. I'm going to miss you, Sue, because we've had a lot of fun. We've, we've had a lot of fun together. And, uh, you know, I do really, you guys have made such an incredible impartation into my life and things you've released me to do that wouldn't have happened without you. And so I'm just so, so grateful. I really am going to miss you a ton. But we love you. Love you bunches. And I don't know with COVID if we're allowed to hand things to people, but we're handing things to people anyways. And, uh, but we love you. We'd love if we could. I just, you know, with the optics of everything. I mean, all of our leadership, everybody. I know our deacons meeting this week, they're all just so honored and privileged to serve you. We're having a party. We don't know where something for Sue this week, a staff party, and we'll do it. Uh, we'll do something. I don't know. This COVID thing makes just doing this stuff awkward. But, but you know what? I hope you feel how much you're loved. And, and I just know that there's been such an impartation and deposit in your lives. I think things are going to blossom for you. And just keep your hearts and your eyes open as you go north. As I, I think there's things that will begin to unpack when you get there. And on site, you're going to get some insight into some things. And I think there's things that God's depositing in your life that you may not even know about, but God's going to cause them to go pop when you're there. And things are going to happen. And lives are going to get touched. And you know what? As you've been comforted, as we talked about today, as you've been comforted, that same comfort, it's gonna flow out of you and it's gonna comfort a multitude. And I really could see, I could see Impact Sault Ste. Marie or Impact Thunder Bay, wherever it is. 
But we love you, really do love you, and we're very, very grateful. Come on, stand up. I'm going to pray for these guys. We're going to bless them. You know, we were going to do this. We were planning to do it next week, but then Sue told me last week that, well, we're leaving a week early. I went, great, just messed up our plans. But uh, we tried to keep it a secret, but Joseph changed that this morning. So it was mostly a secret. So it was mostly a surprise. But I hope you feel really blessed. That's the greatest longing in my heart, is that you leave here feeling like you go with a rich deposit, and you go blessed. And we want to bless you as you go. Well, Father, for Ray and for Sue, we just thank you. We are so grateful. And as I said today, you know the church saved me. And I know it's Jesus, but it, it's Christ and Ray and Christ and Sue. It's Jesus. You have ministered to me. You have poured into me through their lives. And through their lives, you've poured into this community. And Father, we thank you that we get to release them. We thank you that we get to bless them on this journey and this stage of their lives. And all we have to say is thank you. And all we have to say is we're so very, very grateful. And so Father, we bless them in every way. We bless them in your wonderful name. And we send them forward to prosper and to just enrich many, many lives. And we thank you for the platform that they have established. We thank you for the strength and the foundations that they have laid that we are going to be able to go forward and empower and strength. So together, as a leadership and as a community, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, bless you guys. Long distance hugs. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you. Can I bless you? That was our illustration right there. That was just, uh, that's community. And, and if you want to see how community is supposed to work and how it's modeled, that was it. You know, that's, that's people who came from a broken situation and we're going to send them forth. And they've done so much for us, but we're going to send them forth healthy and full of stuff to do exploits for Jesus. So, uh, so that also means there's room for a lot of people to step up. And you know what? They never waited till somebody said, could you help us? They just said, I can do that. They saw, Ray saw me on a ladder changing a light bulb here before service, checking to see if all the lights are working. He's going, you do that every Sunday? I go, I do. I can do that. I went, that would be awesome. <laughs> Why was I doing that? Because it had to be done. But you know what? Don't wait and say, when are you going to invite me to be involved? Get involved. Because you know what? The Almighty God is looking for a group of people to knit together to become the army of God to change the city. And so I'm just asking you, come on, let's give our strength to each other. My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, oh God.